Jenny Green. Weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation. Now, after a fantastic reception in the US, Kenneth Branagh's new movie Belfast finally makes its way to Irish cinemas. This weekend, the film has proven ahead amongst critics as well as audiences. And joining us now to talk about Belfast, another black and white movie hits, is entertainment.ie's Deirdre Malumbi. Deirdre, how are you? I'm very well. How's yourself, Jenny? I'm fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to uh, getting your take on this movie because I am dying to see Belfast. I don't know whether it has been stuck at home or what it is, but uh, both myself and Kel have developed somewhat of an unhealthy obsession with Jamie Dornan over the last (laughs) while. We watched him in The Tourist and I was like, oh my God, he's actually incredible. And um, tell us a little bit about Belfast anyway. Is it as good as the hype? You know what, I've, I saw a preview of this last weekend and I have to say, I absolutely think it is worth the hype. I was really worried that it was going to come across as like maybe a bit too cheesy or earnest, but whatever Kenneth Branagh has done here, because he actually uh, penned the screenplay as well as, um, you know, directing it, he was kind of inspired by his own childhood and writing it. And you can just feel how personal and authentic it is. And it really, really is such a lovely movie. It's such a hug of a film. It's so uplifting uplifting but it's also cathartic and what I mean by that is that it's not like all laughy laughy haha all through there are pits that are quite emotional in it and that might even make you cry but in a good way in an almost a leaving way and I think that this is the kind of movie we need to see right now it's already done so well in the states you know it's won a few awards it won the people's choice award um it's got a couple of SAG award nominations particularly for Katrina Balfe and I have to say her performance as Ma in this film is so so good but the cast of it are also up for Best Ensemble, which is kind of the most prestigious SAG award because both herself and the rest of the cast, Jamie Dorn and Kieran Hines, Judy Dench and Jude Hill, who's um, the kind of little boy in it. He's kind of, this is kind of his breakthrough role, but they're all just so extraordinary and it's, there's just such warmth that emits from the screen. It's so beautiful in its cinematography as well. I love the way it uses black and white and the lighting and the camera movement. And I think that they use a really kind of, you know, symbolic symbolism when it comes to kind of a lot of frames are like through doors and through windows. And I think it's kind of symbolic of like, you know, this film is kind of set on the precipice of the safety of home, but there are also kind of dangers on the outside. There's also the question of whether to stay or go that kind of comes throughout the film with regards to staying or leaving Belfast Um, I just love this movie so much I think it's very sweet and I really would highly recommend everyone to go see it Uh, We're definitely going to check that out we did play it earlier on for anyone who missed it here is a little clip of Belfast We have to do a project about the moon landing What did those boys not come back from that? They did Now we have to cut things out of the papers and explain how they got there If they did get there they did get to the moon it's not what it says here God doesn't like it and I watched every night too that they were up there. And how did I never see Mike Collins in the mothership doing his orbit? Surely you would have seen the sheep of Columbus against the light of the moon. So uh, as we said, that is Belfast. People will recognise the voice of Kieran Hines, which uh, they may have recently seen uh, in Kin. So that is out this weekend. Now, what are some other great black and white movies that people can check out either before or after Belfast, Deirdre? What would you recommend for us? 
I think that the first kind of go-to one is the artist here. So this would have swept away with all of the Oscars back when it was released in 2011. Um, it also won awards at the BAFTAs, at the Golden Globes, at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, I think that people would be well familiar with it by now, but in case not, it follows this kind of big name movie star as he develops a relationship with a young dancer and his career is on the rise um, while hers kind of, sorry, her career is on the rise while his is kind of starting to falter, to fall out of fashion because Hollywood is kind of transitioning from a silent film to sound film. So I think that it's kind of really effective as well in that it's not only black and white, but it's silent as well. It's just such a gorgeous and heart. That's a tough movie. sell for me now. I don't know if I can it do is. silent <laughs> and black and white. <laughs> No, but it's, it's, you kind of have to see it to believe it. It just, there's something about this film that just really, really works. It really does click. And I think that that is why both audiences and critics loved it so much. And I think what's interesting about this film as well is that, you know, it was released back in 2011. And I think it did kind of hail something of a comeback for black and white films. Because in the transition period, you know, between then and now, we have seen other black and white movies merge. I'm thinking of something like, you know, the Netflix movie uh, Roma and their, and actually Netflix have released quite a few black and white movies mm -hmm. in recent years, which I'll be talking about today. So it's interesting. And I really do would describe the artist as kind of being the start of that comeback for black and white um, cinema. And I'm, I'm frankly glad to see it. I think that it can, you know, inspire some really, really gorgeous, gorgeous movie moments. So that is uh, The Artist now. The next one, um, I do remember. I actually love this film. Uh, let's take a little listen to this. This is uh, Francis Ha. It's sort of like how they say that um, other dimensions exist all around us, but we don't have the ability to perceive them. That's, that's what I want out of a relationship. Or just life, I guess. Love. So that is uh, Francis. I was kind of looking away, Deirdre, when I watched this when we played it one night a few years back. I didn't realise it was in black and white until it started. And then I stuck with it and I was glad I did. <laughs> It is very worth sticking with it. Yes, it's kind of very Indian feel. Um, if people have been, you know, big fans of Lady Bird and the recent Little Women, this actually stars uh, the writer-director of both of those films, Greta Gerwig as it stars. So it kind of shows that she can act as well as can write and direct. You know, she's just multi-talented, this girl. Um, it's a very kind of Indian feel movie. It's not a movie in which a lot happens. You're kind of just swept away by this core character of Frances because she's so sweet and she's so kind of human and relatable as as well um, so her character in this is this kind of apprentice dancer she's also a dance teacher she's 27 years old and she's at that stage where she doesn't quite know where to go next in life uh, recently her New York City flatmate and best friend and soulmate and Sophie and her decided to kind of part ways when their lease is up so Frances is just kind of drifting from one apartment and job to the next she goes home for a little while and she's just not quite feeling it um, she feels like the world is kind of moving on and you know and and she just doesn't know where her kind of place in the world is so it's beautiful again black and white cinematography but really what carries off this film is Greta Gerwig as Frances Ha she is just so sweet she is a child trapped in a woman's body you know you see her dancing through the streets and all of these gorgeous little scenes and um, so I really do think that that is a little indie classic that is well worth uh, seeking out there you go okay the next one that you have uh, we have a clip from it uh, before we talk about it it is the tragedy of Macbeth by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. My husband, king that shall be. If we should fail. We fail.
Okay, so that is the tragedy of Macbeth. Really interesting cast in this, Deirdre. Yeah, it's an absolutely huge cast. So you've got Denzel Washington in there, Francis McDormand, who, by the way, is just astounding in the film as Lady Macbeth. And then Corey Hawkins, uh, Harry Melling, who people might uh, recognise he was formerly in Harry Potter. And then Catherine Hunter and her own Brendan Gleeson as well, who plays the king, because, of course, he is such a naturally regal actor, let's be (laughs) frank. Um, But I really enjoyed this one. Now, it's very different in tone to kind of the previous two to three I was talking about. It's it is a tragedy. You know, people will probably be well aware of Shakespeare's Macbeth Um, and it's interesting as well because the director of this is Joel Cohen so people will know that the Cohen brothers typically do this kind of more quirky style of filmmaking and you really do see that here Um, it's a gorgeous use again of black and white cinematography they kind of use shadows they use a bit of chiaroscuro lighting in there as well Um, so I'd really highly recommend that as well it was showing in Irish cinemas I have to double check if it's still in it might be one of those films that kind of makes a comeback in Irish Mm -hmm. cinemas but if you did miss it on the big screen it's actually just arrived on Apple TV Plus. Um, so if you want to get a subscription, I think that this one is well uh, looking out for. OK, so that is the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about some of the black and white movies on Netflix. Uh, let's take a quick listen to The Lighthouse. Last night you made a confession to would make a saint swear. I don't have nothing to confess, but you spilling your beans. Look what it's done to you. It's made you mad. And I knew you was mad when you smashed up that lifeboat just now and chasing me with an axe trying to kill old Tom. So that is the lighthouse, Deirdre. What are we thinking? Now, this movie is absolutely genuinely insane. I have to warn people. I think that people will have a very love-hate relationship with this film because it's absolutely nuts. Now, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, they play these two uh, lighthouse keepers. One is kind of that bit older and more experienced. The other one is kind of a newbie. And now they're stranded on this island in New England in the 1890s and they start to lose their sanity. And I suppose the proceedings of what happened in the movie like reflect that. So we see some, you know, they end up getting drunk with one another there's like farting there's pooping there's weird kind of very very graphic scenes it's just an absolute onslaught of images in your face um, and it's quite difficult to look away it's both a beautiful but also a haunting and quite frightening movie like sometimes it's like a comedy and sometimes it's like a horror it's just a really difficult film to kind of narrow down and summarise in a sentence Um, but I for my money like really really enjoyed it I found it like really cinematic it's kind of a movie buffs type of movie I don't think it is in any way forgettable. It stayed with me long after seeing, especially that very last image of it is quite haunting and you're not quite sure what's just happened. Um, So like I said, it it is one that's quite extreme and definitely not one for the little ones. Uh, But I I would quite recommend it if you're looking for something that bit, that bit different, I suppose. Okay, because even reading about it, I'm like, this is not the film for Sunday night when you're trying to kind of get yourself. (laughs) It's not the one for that. Um, The next thing what that we have that uh, we've been hearing about for a good while now it stars our own Ruth Nega Um, tell us about Passing yeah, this is an absolutely gorgeous film. Um, so just to contextualise it, the term passing in this case, it refers to African-Americans who had skin light enough to be perceived as white. So essentially we follow two high school friends who kind of reunite as adults and kind of reignite uh, their friendship. And one of them is passing as white and that's Ruth Negga's character. Um, and as they develop this friendship, there are kind of all of these um, tensions that arise um, and there are kind of consequences that neither of them quite expect. 
So Ruth Nega, uh, she recently got a SAG Award nomination for this and deservedly so because she's really, really extraordinary in this. Tessa Thompson as well is brilliant as well. I love the dialogue in this film, all the acting, all the little looks. There's so much electricity and so much um, tension. I love the gorgeous black and white cinematography as well. And I think it's so effectively, you know, mirrors back the title and also some of the yeah. themes that are being explored like race and self-discovery. Um, it's kind of a funny one as well in that I found its ending like quite sudden, like almost like Hitchcockian and kind of disjointed and kind of took me out of it a bit. But I still thought it was such an impressive uh, debut for Rebecca Hall, who's kind of, um, she was an actress and now she's kind of turned director. But it's well worth seeking out. And like, it's on Netflix anyway. So I think that it's just, you know, you just have to like click a button and check it out. Okay, I great. Really I actually great. didn't realise that was on Netflix now. So that is passing now. We're just out of time, but let's take a, a quick clip from Malcolm and Marie. Is that what this is? What? Is what you're threatening. If I don't apologize, I'm going to lose you. I'm not looking for an apology, Malcolm. Well, what do you want? A screenplay credit? Don't be cruel. No, I'm serious. I know we talk for hours and hours about work. Is it so much of a f- nuisance that you like compensation. I had a draft of this script before you ever came into my life. Okay, so that's uh, Malcolm Amory with John David Washington and Zendaya. I, I'm guessing that's Denzel's son, is it? That is absolutely. The and voice, really- I mean, it actually sounded like him. <laughs> it's, it's quite eerie, isn't it? I think that this is a good one to talk about as well because Euphoria has just come back with new episodes and this um, movie not only stars Zendaya, who's of course the star of Euphoria, but it's actually directed by Sam Levinson who created Euphoria. So if you've been watching that show and enjoying it, I think that this uh, film makes a really good companion piece. So you've John David Washington and Zendaya who are playing a filmmaker and his girlfriend who, um, and it takes place just over one night and after a movie premiere they come home they kind of end up fighting we learn these revelations um, and their relationship is put to the test um, I have to say I watched this with um, my my now husband and there were moments that we were kind of looking at each other like yeah I recognize <laughs> I put that warning label on it in advance and there were bits that we were laughing at and we were like this is too real so it just <laughs> Again, you have to be in a certain mood. I feel like the last few I've talked about uh, today are probably that bit like heavier for movies, but they're all really, really great. Uh, but you'd, you'd want to be in a certain mood. Like you said, not quite Sunday night. No, relaxing. and make sure you're getting on really well with your other half when you sit down to watch it. That might be the, that might be the key. So that is Malcolm Amory. Uh, Lowe's for us there to check out. Uh, Deirdre Malumby, thank you. Thanks for having me. Here we go. Jenny Green, weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation.